0: You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
1: every day.
0: Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Lockdown Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am Jeff Garcia, and thanks for pressing play once again. And uh, who knows, uh, by the time you're listening to this uh, program, this episode, you're probably just running on fumes or catching up on some sleep because chances are that you were probably up late last night celebrating the Game 5 win in uh, San Antonio or wherever you are across this globe as the Spurs defeated the Houston Rockets 110 107 in a thrilling overtime win. Spurs now move to 3 2. They're up on the Rockets with a chance to close out Houston later on tonight at the Toyota Center. It was an emotional game. I'm sure my guest, who I'm going to introduce in a few seconds, is uh, perhaps still riding high from the uh, win, but it is just a great win. And right now, I'm going to talk about game five before we go into game uh, six. And I'm going to be joined by, once again, Benjamin Bornstein. Ben, he's from ProjectSpurs.com, my old place where I started and I used to write, as well as numerous places. Seriously, Ben, I mean, do you? how do you have time to do everything that you do? Um, the key is to never sleep. Is that the key? This is the key. So you then- must stay woke. So then yesterday, you probably were up all night running on that adrenaline of um, of happiness that the Spurs provided many Spurs fans across the world with that win. I mean, my goodness. Now, I know you're listener. You're here for talking about game six. But Ben and I, we got to talk about game five. How could we not? Ben, did they have to use a defibrillator on you to wake you to get your heart going up again? Seriously, my heart almost flew out of my chest last night. <laughs>
1: I had to make sure the roommate was awake in case I died in the middle of the floor.
0: <laughs> this game was a game for the ages. Instant classic. Perhaps the best game of this postseason because pretty much everybody's been saying how boring the playoffs have been. not Especially the second round. Yeah, exactly. Especially the second round, but not in game five between the Spurs and the Rockets. Uh, briefly, um, no Kawhi Leonard, yet the Spurs still pulled out the win. That's right. Uh, this Kawhi Leonard, uh, perhaps the... Um, I guess the dark lining in the silver cloud is that Kawhi Leonard did tweak his left ankle. It sprained. He is now listed as questionable for tonight's game six. To me, to Ben, and perhaps to you, listener, there's no doubt he's playing tonight. Is he, Ben?
1: Well, when the machine says he's going to play, I would imagine he's going to play. And I'm pretty sure he can just find a replacement part, so we should be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm doing a uh, a Peter Griffin right now. That one, of the classic episode, he saws off his leg for that girl that's coming in the <laughs> Uh I think it was like cookies or something like that. I mean, I'll <laughs> give him my leg if that's what it means. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, we're gonna get the bad news out of the way first, and simply that Kawhi Leonard did bang up his uh, ankle. He couldn't play on it. He gave it a go late in the game. He just wasn't the same. Spurs were just super cautious as they are. And we presi- proceeded to ride out the game and overtime without number two Fortunately for the Spurs many players stepped up. You know you seriously Ben you go up and down that roster last night and pretty much say Well Simmons stepped up. Well Manu stepped up uh, Well, patty mill stepped up, but if there's one guy that stepped up Tremendously in your book who would that be?
1: I I really like what Danny Green did last night mm-hmm. uh, You hit timely shots you know his plus minus isn't, wasn't great. It was minus five for the game, but you know he did things at the end of the game that were key, and uh, there were probably some things that Kawhi Leonard would have done if he were playing. Mm-hmm. So I think Danny Green is kind of my low key uh, crucial guy who played last night who, who had a big game, and I know Lamarcus Aldrich finally really had a game that he he needed to be having. He had an he had 18 and 14. And he was plus four, and he he played pretty well after, you know, everyone was pretty much crapping on him for for not showing up in the postseason, which is fair because he has been atrocious at times. I oh,
0: that he has been.
1: He, he he had a good game, but I really like what Danny Green did. He was my guy.
0: Yeah, you know, you're looking at uh, around the TV, on the internet, uh, uh, other shows, and everybody's been pointing at Mono Ginobili and Simmons, and rightfully slow, so they did well. But I think Danny Green is getting lost in this shuffle. He knocked down that timely three-pointer late in the game. He perhaps was one of the better defenders on Kawhi Leonard late in the game. You know, he—I mean—he went to something that I always cringe at: is the dribble drive, and he actually converted on it. Uh, you know, overall he was playing with, uh, with with emotion. He was playing with no fear. He drove in the lane and he got that bucket to go. Love what he brought, and Danny Green is definitely uh, not getting his fair share of the spotlight after game five. For me, though, I have to go with the juice, Jonathan Simmons, um, especially in that late game. I mean, what he did defensively against, a, I mean, who probably, we don't know yet, but is riding high and possibly could get the NBA MVP, James Harden. You know, what he did on Harden was excellent. Uh, you know, he was being aggressive to the rim, being aggressive uh, down that lane, wasn't afraid uh, to take the hit. And, yeah, maybe in the overtime period he only scored a bucket, well, t- well, two points off free throws. But, again, you like what he did. And without Simmons uh, those and many others, but especially Simmons, I don't think the Spurs uh, win. And as they say, defense first in San Antonio, the juice brought the defense, didn't he?
1: Uh, yes, I can always appreciate good juice defense. It's what I live for because juice defense usually lives to good offense.
0: Oh yeah, and here's something I've always been uh, been pondering of late: what happened to him during the regular season? You know, he had that great start to the regular season, and then all of a sudden he vanished. He got buried in that bench; his minutes were depleted, and then now, perhaps because Pop had no choice, he starts playing him more, and voila, he's producing.
1: It is, uh, it's amazing what some confidence from coach will do for you. But I, why he got buried on the bench, I'm not entirely sure. Cause it felt like Kyle Anderson was also in the doghouse for a bit there. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't getting minutes he should have been. So I'm really not sure who was taking away Simmons's minutes, mm-hmm. especially in some games where they probably could have used him both defensively and because they were blowing teams out or getting blown out so he would have been an optimal option at that point but you know what you just got to make use of the time you're given and he definitely did that last night
0: yeah let's hope that uh Simmons can continue that later on tonight in Houston uh, where the Spurs hope to send the Rockets packing uh, for the summer and you look at what uh both Danny Green did and uh Simmons did to start off with Danny Green 16 points, five rebounds, three assists. He did that all in 40 minutes, you know. And he stepped up his game, especially when Kawhi Leonard, uh, got hurt and he couldn't go. And I, but I, I, also like what Danny Green just brought. I mean, people forget that he's 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 a veteran on this team. You know, they don't look at him as that. Uh, he's he's up there with Manu and uh, and and Patty as far as uh tenure with San Antonio. And I think perhaps his on court leadership gets lost in the shuffle, um, especially with a team with like Manny Ginobili and Tony Parker, who was playing. Uh, What do you think about that?
1: Uh, That meant what... Okay. Whatever anybody... Anything negative you have to say about Manny Ginobili, anything negative you've ever said about Manny Ginobili, it is forgiven. All right? (laughs) Because I know... Everybody who was hating on Manu Ginobili early in this series for being an old man and not being able to keep up and going on that crazy drought where he didn't hit a shot for, I think it was four games. Oh, yeah. Y'all can stop. Y'all, y'all are forgiven because Manu Ginobili is here for all of your hate. He is here to drink it in and he is here to use it for game winning blocks. So <laughs> exactly. y'all can suck on that.
0: Oh, uh, but you know, you know, credit Ginobili. You who would have thought that it'd be the old man to step in and provide the energy that this team needed? Didn't get it from uh, Danny. You didn't get it from LaMarcus nor Powell. It was Manu Ginobili, from that dunk he had in the in the first half to what he did overall in this game is invaluable. And and I think the uh, Spurs definitely capitalized on that i think they bottled it up i think they passed it around they drank it up they drank that grandpa juice and they just made the best of it and you love what mano did my my guess is that he's probably bathing in ben gay right now and just sipping <laughs> prune juice and trying to recover for what happened uh his play uh versus houston in game five just just sipping on some yeah prune juice yeah yeah exactly there were just
1: so many that games. uh they yeah. sit on some of the uh they, that oh, I just read a great article on it. It was I think ESPN did this article where they were talking about the Spurs and like some of the nutritional stuff they do, and they have these cold pressed. Uh, juices and there, everybody gets a different one with different fruits and veggies in it and stuff. I'm sure Mano you know, Ginobili is just downing those.
0: Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. And hopefully he can bottle some of that energy up because the Spurs are definitely going to need him and then some later on tonight in Houston. Um, there are just so many other players you can point to. You know, Patty Mills, what he did in the starting uh, job, uh, replacing Dejounte Murray. I always question that move from time to time, but regardless, it's over. Who did not play at all. Who did not play at all, exactly. He did a phenomenal job. You're looking at, as you mentioned, Danny Green. You have Mono Ginobili. You have Kawhi Leonard. Despite the fact he got that bum ankle, he still put in 20-plus points. He still have a double-double. You mentioned LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, The list goes on and on and on. Um, Your biggest takeaway from the Game 5 win? I
1: think my biggest takeaway is that the Spurs, the, the Spurs should be pretty happy considering they won without Kawhi Leonard for a lot of the game. Uh, he ended up playing in 38 minutes of the game. So went to overtime. That's a total of 53 minutes that he could have played. He played only 38. He probably should have been around 48 of those minutes, I mm-hmm. would say. So if you can get a win without Kawhi Leonard on the floor at all, not even mm-hmm. playing a bad game, but not on the floor at all, and Houston still is not going to have Nene, mm-hmm. you should be feeling pretty good. Oh, I, that's. Exactly. I mean, you, you have to feel good going into game six, and I, I really think the Spurs need to take game six if they don't want to give Houston any sort of momentum. Mm-hmm uh going you know going into a game seven even even though it's at san antonio
0: oh exactly and you know my biggest takeaway from the game five win is simply this is that the can the, the spurs can and they have proven that they can go small as well on houston yeah the spurs started out big and boy did they abuse that i think they had what 18 offensive rebounds in game in game uh five and it was working from time to time, but when they went small, they proved that they can keep up with uh, Houston. Perhaps that's like a silver lining. Should the Spurs advance to face the Golden State Warriors? I don't know. That's still a whole other topic. But I like that. I like the fact that they had that that flexibility to play big, play small. Sometimes they played medium, and they, and it worked. <laughs> and I I loved what I saw. I loved the effort. I loved the energy. My biggest criticism for this first team is that, in my opinion, I never thought that they had that fire in their belly, that killer instinct. And I think they need to have that later on tonight in the Toyota Center. You want to put this team away now. You don't want to give them life, as Ben mentioned. That's the worst thing you can happen. Yes, they have the luxury of Game 7 in their home court. But do you really want to put all the marbles in a Game 7 where Harden could go supernova? Beverly Olsen is the second coming of Vinny Johnson. Uh, you know The list goes on and on and on. You don't want to do that. I think this person needs to go in there and um, much like the Emperor said in The oh, Revenge no. of the synth, Here you we know, go. do what must be done. Show no mercy. Eliminate them. They have to have that feeling. They have to have that mindset. If they don't have that mindset, then it could shape up to another heart-wrenching anxiety-ridden um going to faint at every moment game i don't like that i don't know i don't know if my heart can take that anymore
1: that's true i i do not have enough i don't have uh the palpitations left uh, I see what to you did there. to to handle that yeah 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 you see what i did there. i saw
0: what you did there but hey perhaps mono will let you borrow some of that grandpa juice you know maybe that might you know, revive you
1: i'm about that life i'd be <laughs> long to try it you gotta yeah. try it once right
0: you know what I always wondered? Did they ever make a special one for Matt Bonner, like an honorary juice? I wonder what that would be.
1: Um, I don't know, but it has to have a lot of red in it.
0: Oh, big red! I think it's probably just made of pure big red, and they just say it's juice, and he just drinks it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and dive into tonight's uh, big matchup against the Houston Rockets. This could be it for Houston. The Spurs could send them home packing and go on to face the Golden State Warriors, or Game seven in San Antonio. Either way, it's going to be an exciting game. Your first key to a Spurs win later on tonight.
1: All right. Key to a win. When and if, but mostly when, the Spurs go small. And if they have, or if they stay medium and have a LaMarcus Aldridge or a Paul, Paul Gasol posting someone, and that someone is much, much smaller than them, they need to pound them in the paint, not settle for mid-range shots. Get into the paint, get buckets, or get to the free throw line. Do not settle.
0: All right. My first key for tonight's uh Spurs victory, crossing fingers, is this. Don't get complacent. Don't go in there thinking that you got this wrapped up. No, you don't. I hope this Spurs team comes in there as if they are down two three, that they are in a game seven. They have to come out with that mindset. They have to come out there and just put away this team ASAP. And I'm talking about being the first team to punch them in the mouth, withstand the runs, do what, do what has to be done. And I think if the Spurs put the pedal to the metal from the get-go and play 48 minutes of basketball, the Spurs should get that win. So my first key is do not let complacency set in. Your second key nice. to a Spurs
1: win. All right. Second key, make Open threes just do it Spurs had a lot of really good looks the other night did not hit them it's it's half the battle is hitting open shots because Houston is going to jack shots even if they're not good so when the Spurs do get their good shots, they need to hit them
0: oh yeah, I totally agree you, you know this the Spurs pretty much let's face it they're they're not I guess on par with the uh, Rockets as far as when it comes to knocking shots from long distance. I mean, just look up and down that Rockets uh, roster. They got Ariza and Beverly and Harden and Gordon. But uh, the Spurs have proven that they can knock down those threes. I believe early in that game five, uh, the Spurs were knocking down more threes than Houston was. So they can do it. They just got to fill that uh, ball in the bucket and they should get the W. But as far as my second key to a win uh, tonight in Houston is this. I need to have LMA play better. I know he put up a double-double against uh, Rockets in the last game, but I need more out of him. You're about to enter hostile enemy territory later on tonight. Kawhi cannot simply do it uh, all himself. He needs to have LaMarcus at his side. He needs that post presence to dominate a small lineup like Houston. I'm looking at LMA. LMA has to be my X factor going into t- tonight's game in Houston. If he shows up and Kawhi Leonard crossing fingers is good to go and he's going to play at the Kawhi Leonard level, we know, then imagine that one-two punch versus a very small Houston lineup. I mean, that would be they just obliterate them, Ben.
1: Yes. Yes, they would. That and, would be the hope anyway.
0: Yeah, and what is your final key to a Spurs win later on tonight?
1: All right. So outside of James Harden, The Houston Rockets' best scorers in Lou Williams and Eric Gordon are also their worst defenders. If you can get them out of rhythm by getting them in foul trouble early, I think that would benefit the Spurs a great deal. They both had defensive ratings of 116, and they also both had really awful offensive ratings for them. Lou Williams had an offensive rating of 78, and Eric Gordon had one of 81 to compare James Harden had a 104, and Patrick Beverly, of all people, had a 148 offensive rating.
0: That is amazing. Yeah.
1: So, Patrick Beverly happened to be highly efficient uh, the other night. But if you can get similar offensive and defensive ratings for Eric Gordon and Lou Williams like that, you're probably going to have a pretty good night if you're the Spurs.
0: You know, be- before I give you my uh, third and final key, Ben, I was going to ask you. If for some reason the Spurs uh, come out of the losing end in game six, is that a situation where you might be maybe wringing your hands together, scratching your head, and really going into hyper worried mode going into game game seven, despite the fact that the Spurs have home court advantage?
1: Well, as a Spurs fan, I'm always in hyper-paranoid mode anyway. (laughs) So it really wouldn't make it any better, but Yes, I would definitely be in hyper-paranoid mode, for
0: Oh, yeah, sure. I, I think I would be, too. I mean, the last thing this Spurs need is to have a Game 7 and Harden, like I mentioned, go Supernova, and everybody else just follow suit. And uh, we've seen it throughout this series where the Spurs' defense becomes non-existent, Game 1, Game 4, uh, just to point out a few. But, yeah, I mean, the Spurs definitely um, – they need to just close them out and I, I, I just cling to that hope that they just do it. And now I would not mind another boring game. If the Spurs are blowing Houston out at all, at least I agreed be peaceful. I have a great time. I enjoy the game. Now they would be uh, climbing up and down the walls and uh, cursing <laughs> every cuss word that's possible in the, wouldn't uh, have to in-
1: destroy my liver.
0: <laughs> By the way, how much punishment did your liver take in that uh, last game?
1: Uh, surprisingly not. I made sure not to keep any beer in my fridge for that very reason.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, okay. Now for my final, um, um, a point of a Spurs win is bring the defense, just bring the defense against this Rockets team. Look, the Rockets are one in three when failing to outshoot their opponent this p- post and have lost 13 of their past 15 playoff games. When that happens, the Spurs have the better defense than Houston. We're talking about a Houston team led by D'Antoni, who, yes, the Rockets are a good defensive team, but they're not at the level of the Spurs. This is, a, this is another uh, reminder that this is the same D'Antoni team that decided to throw out the book on defense when it was in Phoenix. Spurs pretty much taught the, taught D'Antoni, and the, the, when he was with the Suns then, a valuable lesson about defense. Spurs can do it. They have done it in this series. They will do it, and they better do it later on tonight. But if you hold those rocket shooters uh, down, play, run them off the three-point line, give up two, don't give up three, and let the chips fall where they may, I think I like the Spurs' chances.
1: Two is always worth less than three. This is a known
0: fact. Hold on, hold on, hold on, but I'm writing this down. Let's say that again. You said two is less than three? Huh. I think my mind just exploded right now. <laughs> <laughs> While Coach
1: Pop might not be happy with layups uh-huh. or open mid-range shots, it's much better than hitting open threes. So
0: can, can, can I ask you something? Why in the world was Pop screaming and yelling at Powell in Game Six uh, right before uh, overtime? Like, did I miss something here, or what? You, oh, you...
1: I I saw something on that. I think I think the play the the play they drew up broke down because he didn't set a screen. Mm-hmm. I think I think he missed he missed an assignment or what he was supposed to do. Mm. Uh with yeah, I think I think he missed a screen somewhere on that play and that's why Pop was pissed.
0: Ah, okay, that explains it because um yeah, I mean I, I did see him and yeah, I kinda figured that's what it was. You know, he didn't set the pick for uh Mills. Um and by the way, imagine imagine the moments taken away from Patty Mills. He would have been the hero of San Antonio uh, yesterday, today, you know, when he uh, when he uh, knocked down that three pointer, it just wasn't in time. Ah, feel for you, Patty. But yeah, okay. I was wondering what happened. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just saw a Pop reaming into Powell, and ah, uh, 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 okay. That, there were some downsides in <laughs> Game Five. There, when that was one of them, and the biggest one was Kawhi getting hurt. But let's be honest,
1: though, Patty Mills would have been the hero we needed, but not the one we deserved.
0: I love where this show is going. I love where this is going. <laughs> but it's, it's it's also a it's also a good thing that uh, the Spurs or at least Houston went back to this to the city where they're gonna die. <laughs> oh,
1: that escalated quickly.
0: Ah, I can do. I can top that. Hang on. Um, I think right back toward the fourth quarter, if the Spurs are up, I think you know. I think I'm on pop. Or I'm a Spurs player on the on the floor. I'm telling the Rockets players, don't make us destroy you.
1: Or at 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 the end of the game, if the Spurs win, fingers crossed, knock on wood, you they get to say, now you have my permission to die.
0: Oh, that's a good one. By the way, I think Bane has been one of the most underrated villains of this modern era of comic book movies. Because everybody, to, yeah, everybody look is looking at you know. oh well, I don't know. Thanos might rock our world when that movie, Infinity Wars, comes out. but Eventually. Yeah, by the way, how long has this been? I think, like, Let's get to it already. We know what happens. They're going to face Thanos, and he's going to get the glove, and all-out war is going to break out. But Wait, uh, did, you,
1: did you see the, uh, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I have you not seen the new one?
0: it. I have not seen it. Oh, it? I think, okay. I think I heard right. that Thanos is not in it.
1: He is not in it, okay. but there's a there's a uh, post credit scene that completely that sets up the entire events of the Infinity War. At least that's how it is in the comic books. So let me know when you see it and then let me know when you see the post credit scene, because it's going to blow your mind.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I started hearing that. It By the way, overall, was the, the Guardians of Galaxy 2 good or was still doesn't compare to number one?
1: It was not as good as the first one, but really? most most movies aren't. But it was still a very good movie.
0: A very good like movie.
1: if if the first GOTG was a nine or a nine and a half, mm-hmm. then the second one was probably an eight or an eight and a half. That's not that bad. So, you know, it's 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 hard to top your first one, but the second one was pretty great. The music was great as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casting was really good. Uh, Kurt Russell was hilarious, actually and um there is a super funny uh cameo for all you 80s people that i think you will enjoy i totally called it at the beginning of the movie too but um uh let's see yeah you get a lot of uh star lords uh backstory so that's pretty cool too so what? yeah, good movie. Go watch well, that it. Sucks.
0: See, this is where the Spurs need to come in and just wipe the floor with Houston, so we can get a couple of days in where perhaps I can go watch the Guardians of the Galaxy
1: there without you go. having
0: to worry about oh my god they're playing, oh my god they're playing, oh my god we can't leave anywhere, going go anywhere. The game's going to start in time soon. <laughs> but um, even if the Spurs win, there's still a little team that's called the Golden State Warriors that's waiting in waiting in the row right now for these spurs, guys so those guys are out but that's another show for another day hopefully i mean i hope we get to talk about spurs warriors soon and the spurs close out business later on tonight but um yeah fun times once again with ben ben uh as i mentioned in the intro you write pretty much uh for a lot of outlets i think you even have your own website or you see help in a big a big way uh with a fan buzz i believe
1: yes fan buzz not quite my own site but uh, okay. i do run all of the college basketball on that site.
0: Oh, what do you think the Spurs are going to draft with their pick? Honestly, couldn't tell you because
1: the, just because the season's not over and the Mm -hmm. combine is actually today and going the next few days Mm -hmm. or today's we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So it's going Wednesday through, I believe Saturday or Sunday. So I'm actually going to watch that because they have it on TV. So I'm going to be watching that Mm -hmm. and uh, see, see, Who I like, who I don't like, because there are some guys who are actually going to go back to college. Mm -hmm. You can do that now because as long as you don't sign with an agent, you can take your name out of the NBA draft and go back to college. And there are a few guys who are going to do that. So you Mm kind of have to see who's going back to college, who's going to stay. And then you have to see if any trades are made. And then you can kind of go from there. But a guy I really like for them who I think could drop to where they might pick around mm-hmm. 28 29 30 uh caleb swanigan out of purdue he's a big man but he can step out shoot the three a little bit but uh dude never misses a rebound it's incredible
0: not exactly what the spurs need uh, and hopefully that'll address that in the off season uh, but yes. that again that's gonna be a show uh for much later uh, this summer. But Ben, thanks again uh, for hopping on LOS. It was um, always a good time, always talking about some geek stuff, Spurs stuff. Yes. And, and hopefully the next time you and I meet up, it's in the, uh, the Western Conference Finals, where we get to talk about a little Warriors team. And those guys. Those people. I don't like them. I don't like them at all, Ben. It's a don't trap. Don't like them. Don't like them whatsoever. All right, I'm going to throw my uh, computer out the window right now. But with that, (laughs) this is uh, for Benjamin Borstein. I'm Jeff Garcia. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Spurs.